0: Hey guys, producer Marisa here again. Like last week's episode, today's episode was recorded a few weeks before the pandemic situation fully hit the U.S., so you won't hear any discussion about it. That being said, I think today's episode will brighten your day and be a really good distraction from all the craziness that's going on in our world right now. Also, just a reminder, Father Josh is live streaming daily mass to Ascension's Facebook page every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Go to Facebook.com slash Ascension Press and join us tomorrow for Mass with Father Josh at 9.30 a.m. God bless.
1: What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you in your walk toward eternity and your walk toward becoming the particular saint that God our Father desires for you and all of us to be. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions per episode dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, relationship advice, evangelization, catechesis, worship, dogma, doctrine, and the list goes on. I would then spend time with your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint. disclaimer is this. I am not perfect, therefore my advice that I give to you might not actually be good for you. If that's the case, then I want to give you the freedom to reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to grow in holiness. However, if my advice is good for you, no difficult, then I want to encourage you to lean into Jesus Christ so that our Lord can give you the graces that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship. If you're first time listener, you can hit me up with new questions at Ask Father Josh at AscensionPress.com, you can rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats. That way, other people can find out about the show. And finally, you can share the show on your social media pages. Again, that also helps other people find out about the show. If it is a gift for you, potentially, it can become a gift for them as well. Uh, also, my book, uh, Pocket Guide to Adoration, is available. You could order it at AscensionPress.com. Uh, I think Amazon might still be sold out, so I don't want to. I don't want to send people to Amazon right now. But the Press definitely has some more books available. Uh, today's show, we have a special guest with us. I think pretty much for most of Lent, we're going to have special guests. Uh, but today's guest is really special. She's special, special. Uh, her name is St. Chica, the Astonishing One of the Holy Trinity <clears throat> of Jesus Christ Crucified <laughs> of the Blessed Virgin Mary. What's up, Chica? How
0: you doing, Father? <laughs> I'm doing
1: wonderful. Praise Jesus Christ. How are you?
0: I'm so, so good. It is great to be here in a beautiful day in Santa Mall, Louisiana. I said it right? Wow. Thank you.
1: Wow, that was good. That Thanks. was real good.
0: Well, I'm, I'm like practicing French for when I go to like a pilgrimage in October yeah. with the Catholic Feminist Podcast. So oh, shout out
1: to Claire. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's so
0: amazing. And so I'm trying to practice French and my pronunciation is really bad. Como ça va? <clears throat>
1: so you respond, ça va bien? no. Yes.
0: Yes, but no. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: I So this is like, it's like those wounds of mm. like, I, are we getting into this already? Wow. No. Of, so when I was in high school, I had a Spanish teacher who was awful and would always make fun of my pronunciation because I can't roll my R's.
1: But was she awful though?
0: It was a he. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Dang, look at me just assuming it was a woman. True story. Check what are your wounds?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a male chauvinistic pig. That's all I am.
0: Stop. <laughs> So, no, like, you'd always make fun of my my pronunciation. So even to this day, I can read Spanish pretty well. I can hear it pretty well. I'll never speak it. So when it comes to French, I realize I do the same thing. okay. Um, so I figure Because my... I was so about
1: to tell you, you know this is French, right? This ain't Spanish. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh, my gosh. So, like, my <laughs> role on this pilgrimage is going to be, like, I will read all the signs. Okay. But someone else is going to have to do, like, the translation and speak for me. So I will read things. I will hear it. But I will not speak.
1: It. So I just want to talk about the get the tongues real quick. So Mm. I Mm. did study Spanish for five years and I lived in Mexico for a summer. However, um, I have not practiced it in a very long time. And Mm -hmm. so I've kind of forgotten a lot of it. But when I was at the Focus SLS conference, I was being interviewed by a wonderful group of disciples called Incorrupto. Yeah, they are awesome. You met them. Yeah. 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 And at one point, one of the interviewers began to ask me a question in Spanish. And I responded to her in English without them translating what she said. And I it hit me. I said, "Oh my gosh!" Like I was able to interpret your tongue, so it's kind of <laughs> cool uh, because it's been so long since I've been able to understand or speak Spanish well.
0: Yeah. So as long as people are okay with me responding in English, then that's fine.
1: Cool. Yeah. Cool. So cómo se va? You can respond <laughs> in good. English. Oh, oh, look oh, at thank that. You. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you good? You are so good. You are so thank good. You. So yeah, Chica, me. she's down here for the. She's been here. for almost a week now.
0: Tomorrow will be a week.
1: Tomorrow will be a week, yeah, and so she came on a little personal retreat, and she's just been immersing herself in our parish, and it's been a great gift to us in our parish, and so I'm so grateful for her presence here. Uh, And so we're going to tackle some topics together today. The topics that we're going to address are being disappointed in priest homilies. I know you've been here for a whole week, so you've had a whole week of disappointment when it comes to homilies, so you can (laughs) so relate to that question. Um, Helping ADHD d kids during mass i'm pretty much adhd priest so you can help me to not be all over the place and then making a good confession uh and uh, i go to confession uh a lot so i can i can probably help you with that one Uh, (laughs) but before we get into those questions i want to share with you a glory story So, my glorious story for the week is uh, this past, actually it was yesterday for us, um, we had some visitors, Greg and Julie Alexander came by, uh, and their kids, uh, four of their seven kids came by, and uh, they're just a beautiful couple, they have a, an apostolate called the Alexander House, and they... Um, work to help people um, in their marriages, to have marriages that are not only successful, but that thrive, um, to heal and restore broken marriages. And it was just a real gift to sit and listen to them share their story, their own testimony and their desires to be used by God to renew the sacrament of matrimony in our church uh, in this generation. So it was a glorious story for me to, to just sit at their feet and listen to their hearts and, uh, and be with them. What about you, Chica? Chica.
0: Yeah, um, I really enjoyed sitting with them, and it's so funny because you think about like, oh man, they are marriage goals, but to get to where they are now, they've gone through so much trial and struggle, and it's just a good r- reminder that anything that is worth having, doing, whatever, it's just it's going to take time, it's going to take a struggle to get there. So they are pretty awesome. Um, my glory story is just being here with you and your your parishioners, man you have such a beautiful family of people here. They have totally accepted me, um, brought me into their Bible studies. We've prayed together. Uh, the not literally of the hours. What's the, the way of the cross. Stations of the cross. There there we go. So stations of the cross, praise and worship, um, being at the cafe, sat down with this sweet man named Don, um, just talking with him. St. John the Baptist. Oh my gosh. He was so, so kind. Um, Seeing Curtis who cuts hair, the women in your office, like there is so much good that's happening here. I can't wait to go to my parish and say, "Hey, family, we have a lot of good happening at our parish, but let's go deeper with I'm our so people." Spoiled. You are. I am
1: so spoiled. Yeah. I really like. Yeah, I have the best, the best parish and the best team of disciples, coworkers in the vineyard, and yeah, it is such a gift. I don't take this for granted at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they love you and they're on board with your vision. Like when I speak with them, they say, oh, Father Josh, but really you have this vision. Praise be to God. But they're the ones that are open to carrying it out and they they do it it so well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And even whenever I get the vision, whenever they implement it, it never looks the way I perceived it initially. It's always executed far greater better than I could have ever imagined
0: like the sacred arts oh yeah exactly like the
1: gift shop yeah it's just it's so much more beautiful and um I mean everything the cafe the the gift shop the courtyard turned out different than I thought it was gonna look I mean every single thing it's just it's always better like oh wow like whenever the whenever we collaborate and work with other people who have other charisms that we don't have that they're able to uh make it all work in a way that is beneficial for the whole community and uh yeah so praise God well all right, well, that's some beautiful glory stories. Uh, now let's get into some feedback before we get into today's show. Our first feedback comes in from Tara. Tara writes this, I have always felt a connection with you growing up in the greater Baton Rouge area as well. Falling away and coming back to the Catholic Church, teenage temptations, and you always seem to have guidance for questions or conflicts I may not have even known I had. Recently, I have not been getting a real message from the homily at my parish church. I leave feeling guilty and not refreshed. I'm being lectured from a soapbox rather than guided in my walk towards discipleship. I was feeling so distant from the church. I actually began exploring other faiths and researching something that felt like a better fit for me and my family. Once I felt like I had done a lot of research, I made an appointment with my priest from my home church, the church I grew up in and the priest that was my Catholic studies teacher. I explained to him how I was feeling, what I had read and he advised me to try a new parish, not a new faith. I agree that making a decision like that takes more time. So I would come back to my home church, even though it is another town, it would be worth the drive. The next day, your Ash Wednesday podcast touched my soul in a way no other one has. You said, God gave us 10 commandments, not 100. Praise God. Things that my previous priest was making me feel bad about were his opinions, not God's commandments. I feel a fresh new outlook on Catholicism because of you and because of Father Frank Bass. Shout out. Uh, thank you for the leadership and guidance, Terry. Uh, Terry, Father Frank Bass was such a gift to me. I'm so grateful that you know him as well. He, during my years of discernment, was my confessor uh, whenever I perceived the call of the priesthood. So I'd go to him to confession, and he was excellent. One time I went to him behind the screen, and I was confessing my sins, and at one point he said, Josh, is that you? <laughs> and I was like, really, bro? Like... Like, I'm ashamed of my sins right now I'm trying to like have this like this anonymity or whatever <laughs> but uh he is such a good holy priest and so I'm so grateful that the podcast has been helpful for you and that you are just gonna go to another parish uh, I think that that's a good idea uh, to do that and then to 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 feed the people who live in your geographical boundaries of your registered parish and so uh, you can share the the gift that you receive from this other parish you're going to with the people who live in your geographical boundaries so Tara God bless you all right with all that being said, let's get into today's show. First question comes in from Amanda. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. When I see the name Amanda, I'm reminded of the Nickelodeon show that came out years ago. Um. All, remember all that? Oh, oh. Oh, this is all that. This is all that. Yo, yo, yo. Man, they're like the old school 90s rap came in or whatever. Keenan Kell was on that show. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Good Burger. No, wait, what, what a burger. No. No, it's Good Burger. Welcome to Good Burger. Home of the Good Burger. How can I take your order? <laughs> was uh,
0: it, did it? Did TLC do
1: that? I think TLC. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes they did. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Yeah. I saw TLC in the airport. Whenever I was coming to visit you in California, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. was in the airport, me and Father Ruben, and they were right in front of us. They're super short. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chile is super beautiful. And I was like, um, hey, you know, like, that's all I said, because I'm a priest. I just said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I totally told her, I was like, hey, you wanna do a song together? <laughs> I started singing, Don't Go Chasing Waterfall. Did you really, this is here. She would look over and she said, no. I don't want no scrubs, scrub. Is <laughs> a priest that can't get no song from me. So always disappointed in priest homilies is what Amanda writes about. She says, "Hey, Father Josh, I attend church every Sunday. Ah, praise God. Oh, sometimes with friends, and due to my schedule and area where I live, I've had exposure to many different churches and priests. However, I often leave feeling disappointed in the homily, either for myself or for my companions, if I have them with me who are there hoping to experience." Whatever keeps drawing me to Mass. I can often tell after homilies that it was exactly what they expected, predictable and unmoving. I understand the wonder and power of the consecration itself and that you only get out of Mass what you put into it, but I wanted to ask you specifically about the liturgy of the Word. Why don't priests speak on relevant or applicable topics during their homilies? I've never heard a priest discuss any of the topics you cover on your podcast. No homily that I've ever heard discusses pro-life issues. Catholic voting responsibilities, other religious denominations, the devil, or even the reality of heaven and hell. If our priests never tell us these things, who will? These are the things we encounter in our day-to-day life that we need direction on and is the reason your podcast is so impactful. I know they need to interpret the gospel during the homilies, so it may depend on what it is that week, but all the homilies are normally so high level and just contain a bunch of buzzwords and buzz phrases of Catholicism without being super tangible or applicable. I just want to leave mass feeling invigorated and purposeful, but I'm struggling to get much out of the preaching. Again, it is not due to lack of exposure, as I have tried a large number of different churches. I've heard about non-Catholic denominations having such powerful preaching, and I definitely feel like ours is lacking. Is there a specific reason this kind of direct approach is avoided? Thanks and God bless, Amanda. I love Love that question, you know. Because I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like I suffered through uh, many bad homilies throughout my my life, and I, and I remember whenever I was in seminary formation, I specifically began to like and like listen to um, and exhaust listening to like Bishop Fulton Sheen and Christopher West. And uh, actually, I had a funny story about Christopher West. So one time, this before I, I I met him at the T.O.B. Institute, uh, he was giving a talk at. Loyola in New Orleans and I'd heard his talk so many times I memorized them. and so during his talk I was in the front row saying word for word everything that he was saying and like at some point I was like he's probably like who is this stalker right here to make matters worse um, I went to the bathroom uh, to wash my hands uh, and me and like two other seminarians were in the bathroom and we started arguing over who is the better preacher Christopher West or Archbishop Fulton Sheen obviously Fulton Sheen is going to be like the best at all times but at this point in my life I was like all about Christopher West Everything. And so I was arguing, man, Christopher West is way better than Fulton Sheen, which obviously he's a gift, but like Fulton Sheen is Fulton Sheen. And uh, long story short, um, uh, Christopher West walks out the bathroom stall. Oh, it was he so, was so awkward. awkward. It was so awkward. So I was like, I walked out and I was like, nope, I'm going back to meet him. And I like walked back. Hey, I'm a seminary. You inspire me. In the bathroom,
0: me? Or did you like wait till like, he left? Like as
1: he was walking out the bathroom, I met him at the door to like walk back in and like have that oh, conversation. Yeah, Creeper. yeah. yeah. The, um, yeah. What was that? What'd you call me? I
0: called you a creeper. I'm
1: a, I'm a beloved son of the father. Yes. Um, yes. But anyways. Okay, so what I began to do was I began to like listen to them and also a lot of a lot of evangelical and Protestant preachers who many of them have a gift of preaching that they got at baptism. Um, and so they've cultivated through their their seminary studies and their formation. Um, So uh, I, I get it. Like I, I've been through many a bad homilies in my life. And there's one priest. It was so bad. Now, whenever he would get up to preach, he would, first of all, he would read his homily. Uh, and I've always said this thing. I'm like, I mean, some people can read a good homily and it's, it's okay. But sometimes I'm like, if you're going to read, like, just give it to me. I'll read it myself, you know. But he would read and then he would edit as he read. Like, I mean, literally, he had a pen up there with him and he would, like, edit, put, nope, nope, that's not right. grammatical <laughs> edits. I was like, dude, come on with it. So, um, so we first of all have to pray for our priest. Uh, Because some of them, like, they might not have a natural or supernatural gift of preaching, so we should, like, definitely pray for them to receive that gift from the Lord, and we should fast for them as well. But you had a good idea as well um, about when we talked about the question before the podcast about reaching out to them and having a conversation with them, huh?
0: Yeah, I think that it's so important to, yes, pray for our priests, but priests are people too, and they need to be in conversation and relationship with their flock. And so maybe this priest is not like that's not his charism is preaching, um, but he may not know that. And so, um, or maybe he may not know that, or he thinks that like this is what his flock needs to hear. But if you're in relationship with him, um, hey, father, how are you doing? Um, I'm Amanda, and um, can I can I meet with you or something like that? And share with him where you are and what you are looking for. But I
1: always sandwich it, like positive, right. Encouragement, yeah. air growth, positive. because if you go in there with a the negative, like priests, we hear so much negative all day long that it's, he's probably going to shut down. Like, yeah, so, don't
0: bring your list of grievances. Yeah, but really, Father, I appreciate.
1: Like you have great vestments, Father. Um, oh, your homilies are terrible, um, and <laughs> um, but I, I I love the fact that you know you are very reverent at mass. <laughs> yeah, because I
0: mean, <laughs> y- no. But <laughs> the thing is, he you said that um, or it said in in your letter that like he he writes his homilies. He has them. They are maybe theological. He's using these buzzwords. So it's not that he's inept at, um, homiletics, but maybe he's just, he's not preaching on the things of that's going on in society that really are near and dear to your heart. So being in relationship with him, you're able to say like, Hey father, I appreciated your homily. Um, I know next week is you know, uh, we just, uh, the women's day just mm-hmm. happened. So can maybe you share about like women in the church, yeah. um, about our blessed mother, about the saints. And, d- and during and-
1: the political season, now's the time to preach about voting before people vote not after. Like that right. way, because people don't know and they want to know. And our biggest time that we're going to have to reach the, the maximum number of people is going to be on Sunday at mass because people who come to Sunday at mass, some are intentional disciples of Jesus, but most are not. And so mm-hmm. we can plant those seeds for people who have no idea that what they're doing and how they're voting or how they're living might not be good for them or for other people.
0: Yeah. And I and also in relation to looking at other denominations, I was thinking about this. Those other denominations, preaching is their main focus of their service. They don't necessarily have, a, they, well, they don't have like Jesus in the Eucharist. Yeah. So our main focus is always the Eucharist. So that's where our attention is. And the homily, Jesus is found in the priests, the people, the Eucharist, and the Word. Um, so the liturgy of the Word is so very important. Our main focus, though, is Well, what's I was talking to
1: I was talking to a Protestant minister, a pastor here in our community, and he asked me about my day-to-day schedule. And I told him I had mass every single day and I preached every single day. He was shocked. He's like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, you have to come up with a sermon homily every single day and I said yeah and he said that's crazy he said like we only have to do it one day a week right he said we have Bible study once a week and we have Sunday service he said I can't imagine what it's like to have to like because he said I have a whole week to prepare for my Sunday sermon. He says but if you have to preach every day I said yeah you're right so there's also like those things to keep in mind too um but it's really it is it's great to get feedback you know with, with everything because what we don't, if we don't know, if we, we won't know if we don't ask. One of the things that I do at my parish is um, is before I, I give a, a homily, like for the Sunday homily specifically, I call different people in the parish and I'll tell them what I'm thinking about preaching about and like the ideas that I have that are coming to me in prayer um, as they come. And then I also... Ask for feedback after so I could know how it was received. Um, and so uh, on my staff, we meet on Wednesdays, and one of the things that we talk about is, all right, let's talk about this this past Sunday. Like, how was Mass? How was the Sunday experience? How was the homily? Uh, how was the music? How was the attendance? That way we're all able to talk about where we're seeing supernatural fruit and where we're not seeing supernatural fruit. And even sometimes if the priest is saying something good, the the person receiving it might not be in a place to receive it that way. And so if we get feedback from people that we know love us and desire what's best for the whole parish, then we can learn how to share that same message in a way that is conducive for the person to receive. I had that happen to me recently when one of my employees told me, she said, look, Father Josh. Somebody in our parish came to me and told me that whenever she heard you say certain things, she was perceiving it this way. And so when I heard that, I said, that's great to hear. So the next Sunday, I was able to specifically mention what she was hearing so that she could receive the message of the gospel. Um, and so it's, it's really an important thing for priests to get feedback. But uh, if no one offers it to us, like we don't know. We don't know. You know, mm-hmm. like you were here this week, uh, St. Chica, and you saw me watering my plants. And the way I water my plants is I just get my uh what's it called? Faucet Yeah thing. The
0: extender I, on the faucet.
1: And I just shoot it at the plants right there in oh my, my concrete. And she was like so um just horrified. She was horrified <laughs> and I mean I mean she's clearly wrong, but I mean she wouldn't know she was wrong unless she brought it to the light for me to correct her, you know. So that we don't know what we don't know until we know. So Basically, that's what we have to say about your thing, Amanda. So God bless you. Hopefully (laughs) that was helpful. And uh, (laughs) let me know if that was was good. Hit me up at ask for Josh, at essentialpress.com. All right. Next question comes in from Rosanna. Rosanna. Oh, that's good. Rosanna. I'll allow it. Rosanna on the podcast. Rosanna. (laughs) Writes this, Dear Father Josh, I found your podcast via your episode with the wonderful women at Abiding Together. I love them so much. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And have enjoyed listening to your archives. Your advice is real and rooted in love, and I appreciate your affirmations. Well, you are so good, Rosanna. You are so, so good. Uh, I need some help discussing our faith with my 7-year-old. He attends Catholic school and studies religious ed as part of his curriculum, but he's also enrolled in his first communion class at Catechism. He struggles with ADHD, so even with medication and diet support, he struggles to get through an hour of Mass and an hour of catechism. He told me this week that Mass is boring and he doesn't understand why he has to go every week or why I even wanna go every week, and I was without words. I didn't know how to explain A, the obligation, or B, the graces I receive. And how important it is to my soul. I didn't know how to explain in seven year old terms the rest and peace I receive when attending Mass, even when my mind is distracted with all things I have to do to prep for a week. My parents and my husband's parents forced us to go to Mass as kids, and it drove us away as teens and young adults. And I don't want that for my kids. I want them to know that it's okay to not want to go sometimes, but the importance of going anyway. How do you explain encountering Jesus in the Eucharist to a seven year old and a five year old? Thank you for your remaining faithful to your calling and your ministry, Rosanna. So real quick, um, a thought that you might want to apply to your life is to watch a video with your seven-year-old and five-year-old kids. Uh, We, for Ash Wednesday, watched a video at my parish called The Veil Removed. Um, It's this beautiful video that shows what really is happening at the sacrifice of the Mass. It shows the angels and what they're doing during the offertory and the saints. Um, it shows how the priest really is Jesus. Um, and so it's a very, very beautiful video that um, I think for kids and their imagination can help them to perceive that there's a lot more going on in Mass than they, than they, can, than they know. Um, a lot of the kids actually gave me feedback after, and they were just shocked. They're like, Father Josh, there are really that many angels and saints at Mass. Like Jesus Christ and Mary are really there. And I was like, yeah. And so because some people learn different ways, like some people are more visual. And um, so I would definitely encourage you to uh, potentially watch that video with your kids. That way they can see beyond what is perceptible with our regular eyesight. What you think, St. Chica?
0: Well, I love that. And Roxana, the thing that I would share with you is to actually just share your heart with your kids. Even if they don't understand fully, the fact is you're opening the door to the conversation. So I would share exactly what you wrote with them about why you attend mass and what you appreciate about it and allow them to give feedback of like, You know, asking them what do you actually like about going to mass and to focus on those things. But also, one of the things that I loved as a kid was when I learned about the simple little details of the mass. So the the vestments, the colors, um, you know, were. I don't know if sensual is the right word to use it. Like we use our senses when it comes to the mass. So sight, smell, uh, what we see and touch. And so focusing on those things. So ask him, okay, what color um, is our father's vestments? Why is it that color? Um, I loved the ringing of the bells.
1: Oh, the best, yeah.
0: Oh, And I know it's like a twofold thing. One, it's to... Um, when we hear the bells, it's to call us to attention as to what's happening at the altars. And then Miss um, Carrie, my catechist growing up, I remember she said, it's a sound of the angels and saints rejoicing because it's this is Jesus that's on the altar. And so every time I hear the bells, I'm like, Jesus, it's and just...
1: every time the bell rings, an angel gets its wings as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, biblical, right? Isn't that that's,
1: from the, the movie? Mm-hmm. when not that the movie, uh, You're asking The, the wrong Bells person. of St. Mary's? Oh, I don't watch
0: movies like that. Remember we talked about Marvel and right? Star yeah, Wars? you were
1: neglected and had a deprived childhood and adult. Mama,
0: life. did you hear what he just said? Oh, Miss
1: Rose, it wasn't you that neglected her; it was the other one. Um, so, uh,
0: Daddy, did you hear what he just said? Oh,
1: I didn't mean him. I meant your brothers, uh, uh, Oni. Uh, where you at? Uh, so uh, I'm gonna
0: let that go. Yeah, yeah we are gonna let that one fly. <laughs> so
1: yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So the, the bells, the smells, the community rails, all those things. <laughs> help kids like yeah. they like especially like you were saying we were talking earlier like in, in different different parts of the mass during like the offertory what was mm-hmm. your point
0: oh I love this and during the offertory maybe give your son the envelope and say you know okay along with our family contribution what else are you adding to the offertory so what are the things that you're offering up your week at school some a family member just something so that he's actually participating in the mass he's not just sitting back and it's not a spectator sport yeah. we're not just there to watch but we really need to participate and to tell
1: them too, like once those gifts are brought forward, like your angel is bringing that gift forward too. So yeah, that The angel carries, yeah, yeah. So if you watch the movie, the Veil, movie, it's like five minutes long. It shows that the angels, as we bring the gifts forward, the angels are carrying all those things that the catechism tells us to bring in the mass that we wear in our hearts our rest, our work, our prayer, our play, our recreation, everything that we're carrying. We give to the Lord, but we invite our angels to bring them to the altar. And if we don't offer up anything, at that moment in the offertory, our angels will still go to the altar, but they go empty handed. And yeah. so like we can give our angels something to bring for God to transform, or we can choose not to. And so it's up to us. And so you can even tell your kid, like, look what you're what you want to give, like give to your angel right now. That way that they they been to recognize that The angels are among us, the saints are among us, and there's a lot more happening than we can recognize. But I always also recommend for parents, especially if kids have ADHD, I I know a priest or two who has that. I think I'm pretty sure like, you know, I'm probably like the most, right? I'm like, oh, look, a butterfly. Uh, What are we talking about? I mean, how many times this week did I say that, Chica? What are we talking about? Yeah. I I just I'm all over the place. And I'm all
0: hurt by it, but really it's just you.
1: Oh yeah, you were yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Well, I have counselors here at the Full of Grace Cafe. So if you I want know, to go, see, yeah, 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 she is lovely. Yeah, yeah, great. So maybe I'll give you one more point before you go. If I've wounded you this week, uh, <laughs> but to and invite your kids to be um, altar servers as well, because when they're close to the altar, when they're close to the action, um, it also helps them to to um, not be all over the place. And they're like they look forward because they always have to do stuff. They have to carry the cross. They have to get prepare the incense. They have to ring the bells. They set the prepare the altar with the priest. They go down and get the gifts. Um, and so whenever kids are like super attentive, that helps them to not be all over the place all the time.
0: Yeah. And I was gonna just maybe offer one more thing is that um, at your at your gift shop, there are these mask kits like these toy mask kits and um, they come with like. Like magnets and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, so great. even doing that, like, hey, here's a mascot. Yeah. I know he's seven, so hopefully it's like age appropriate. Yeah. But he can start like playing with that and like, oh, here's something, here's... a a vessel that is used at uh, mass that's in the kit. So when you go to mass, can you see that vessel? Can you point it out? So things like that where they can Mm. start at home, take it to mass, take the the visuals to mass, start recognizing things, and you find that the mass isn't boring. There's so much that we just don't recognize. Yeah, those little details really matter because everything is purposeful. God is so good in that um, we think like, oh, this um like what's a patent what's a flag and like what are all of these things they're just cups they are it's just a jar but really there's so much more to it than
1: yeah what we see ascension press released an awesome book called a biblical walk through the mass understanding what we understanding what we say and doing the liturgy by dr edward sree um who's a friend of mine great book and it breaks down the mass even for adults so would, yeah that's such a great idea there's a funny youtube video too of two kids playing the mass at home, um, and one was the priest, one was the deacon. Did you see that one? He was yeah. like, I'm the priest. Yeah. I'm the priest. You're the deacon. I don't want to be the deacon. I don't want to be. I want to be the. I remember when I almost died one time when I was a transitional deacon. I was like, Jesus, do not let me die a deacon. I mean, like, God bless. I love my deacons. Don't get it wrong. Deacons, like, you have a great vocation, uh, but I wanted to be a priest. Like, I wanted more grace, and um, <laughs> I wanted that extra um, indelible mark on my soul. And uh, and I was like, Jesus, please not let me go to heaven a deacon. I really want to be a priest. And he let me. He let me get the priest so,
0: and don't uh, forget Alteration too
1: oh Alteration yeah so
0: amazing yeah there's
1: this really really great priest in that Father Mike Father Schmitz Father Mike Schmitz yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, his, and his friend, uh, Father Josh. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> and jack is in there too, right? Jackie Francois? Is she in I, there? I, uh, no, no. Is no. that chosen? Oh, my bad. Just, Oops, my bad. Sorry, jack well, She Jackie. could
0: be in there. Jackie's lovely.
1: Jackie, know, Mark, her. and my yeah. buddy Mark Hart is in there. We, oh, Mark Hart is connected people. you and I together. Yeah, yeah. He is the point of connection for us.
0: Yeah, and he's the one that invited me to write my book, so I love oh, Mark. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Good people. Shout out to your book.
0: It's called My Encounter, How I Met Jesus in Prayer. You can find it at lifeteen.com or at chica.church. Or at C-H-I-K. Sacred Arts
1: and Gifts of Jesus and Mary gift shop at He's Holy Virgin so Catholic Church in Santa Ma, Louisiana. All <laughs> right, we're going to take a quick, a quick break. Um, and when we get back, we are going to dive into our final question on confessions. Bah, bah. Confessions. Mm, mm. I'm Jeff Cavins. I wrote The Activated Disciple because I know how easy it is to practice the faith and to study it But what if we lived our entire lives without doing what we learned? God doesn't just call us to be students. He calls us to be disciples, to look and live like Jesus. If you yearn for a life that moves beyond just studying and believing, if you yearn to become an activated disciple, then this book is for you. The Activated Disciple teaches you how to take your faith
0: to the next level so you can become an instrument for God to transform the world.
1: To order The Activated Disciple, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. All right, and welcome back to the show. Uh, just as we said before the break, you can get Chica's book, My Encounter, also my book, Pocket God to Adoration and Broken Blessed, they're both available at essentialpress.com. Her book's available at lifeteen.com and at chica.chica.chica.net. And uh, at no, sacredrs. Chica. chica.church. G- oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, and at sacredrs against Jesus and Mary. Uh, you can also rate and review us on iTunes and share the podcast on your social media pages so other people can find out about the show. Final question comes in from Kathy. Kathy writes about making a good confession. Thank you for your podcast. Listening to Young Priest and Layman gives me such hope for the future. At the age of 50, I converted to Catholicism after marrying my cradle Catholic husband. I was raised in the Midwest and was very unfamiliar with the Catholic faith. I attended a fairly liberal Christian church for 18 years and spent the next 30 years believing I could do it on my own. Uh, it's a long story and I would not go into all the details, but I can tell you. I experienced a radical change when I started praying the rosary every day. Shout out to Mama Mary. Mama Mary. Uh, I attend a daily mass, involved in a rosary walking group that meets three times a week. What? That's awesome. Uh, Bible study groups led by laymen pray the rosary and the divine mercy daily. Okay. Uh, you need to pray for me. Spend time with the daily scriptures and adoration. So I have honestly have felt at peace until recently. Uh, through all this, I've never made a general confession. During my confession with the priest prior to my confirmation, the priest told me he didn't need the whole book. Just the most egregious. Oh, no, Chica, how do say that word? Egregious. Egregious. egregious? Yeah. yeah, that's a big word, Kathy. <laughs> thanks for like, <laughs> thanks for embarrassing me, Kathy. I'm joking, <laughs> you didn't embarrass me. Uh, which I provided. Uh, is this enough, though? Most of the time, I believe in my heart that it is enough, but then I always wonder, is there more, Kathy? Yeah, so Kathy, what I do is this. If there are... Um, uh, certainly you confess all mortal sins, right? And so uh, any mortal sin committed after baptism is what you bring to the confessional, um, but also any grave sin. So uh, mortal sin is a grave sin plus full knowledge and the freedom to do so. Uh, and so anytime you go to confession, you want to bring those up. Sometimes you might forget, though. Sometimes you might not remember all the, the the grave sins that you've committed in your life. And so if you go to confession and confess everything on your mind, you're good. But once that sin comes to your mind or your heart, once you remember it, then the next time you go to confession, you bring that to the priest and say, oh, and, and 15 years ago, I, I didn't think about this last time, but I did do this. Um, and you give number and kind if you can remember. If you don't remember, you could just say, I did this a lot. I did this um, under 10 times. I did this probably more than 20. I don't know. Um, But you definitely want to bring it to the confessional um, if it was grave matter um, or certainly or mortal um, deadly sin. Um, If it was a venial sin that was unconfessed, the Eucharist can wipe that away. Uh, and so the Euchar- anytime you receive the Eucharist, the Eucharist wipes away venial sins. Um, I still bring those to the light um, as I remember them uh, because it helps me to avoid the near occasion because little venial sins always add up to big mortal ones later. Um, and they also just wound my relationship with Jesus. Uh, so I always bring those to the light as well. But uh, you don't have to always like go searching for the venial ones of your past. But if ever you remember a grave sin, uh, you bring that up for sure.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. I think, I don't know if this is like a follow-up question to that, but so if you, um, remember, like you go to confession, you try to make a very good confession, um, through, you know, you do your examination of conscience and you receive absolution. Yeah. So later on in life or later on in your week, let's say you remember a sin of your past. Do you have to bring that particular sin up or because you try to make a good confession and think of everything? bring it up. So you still bring it up? Yeah, so
1: you can receive communion, you're absolved. Yeah. But so you you don't have to avoid communion because you legit did not remember it. Mm. But once you remember, you, you're invited by the church to bring it up to get the official absolution. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can you can bring it to the light, get God's grace, repent, reform, make reparation for it. And then also the a lot of the priests the opportunity to make reparation for it as well, because every time you go to confession to a priest, we also take on a penance for that person too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know a good examination of conscience to do is with the Fathers of Mercy.
1: Yeah, they have a good one. Mm-hmm. They have a
0: really good one. And Blessed Is She has a really good one for women. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure guys can use it too. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> so there <laughs> is
1: a Blessed Is She came out with a litany for female friendships a while oh, back. love it, yeah. I give it to dudes all the time. I'm like, just take out female and put dude, right, yeah. my male friend, right? So, so I, yeah, most of those things are just objectively good for all people. Um, so, yeah.
0: So if a priest cuts you off of like giving the fullness of it. Because mm-hmm. I've even had that happen where I was like trying to give a confession and a priest was like, okay, that's enough. Oh my god! And gosh. I was like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, especially when you're you're being vulnerable. Like this... Okay, like, was, this
1: like, was this like five minutes before mass or was this like...
0: No, this oh, was wow. like, yeah. Because I totally understand it. There's like a line behind you. It's not time, that, like yeah. it's not story time. But it's like, I'm just trying to tell him stuff and he's like, okay, that's enough. And then he gave me absolution. I was like, wait, I still have... Like,
1: yeah, I mean, so. So,
0: what would you say to do? Uh, oh, gosh. Because you're, you're <laughs> absolved. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. At the same yeah, time, yeah. you feel like unsatisfied, unfinished. So, like, what would you say?
1: I would say, go, I would just go to another priest in the future and not to that dude uh, again. So, but yeah, no, so you're, so if, if the priest, yeah, stay tuned. We'll, we'll get to that later. So this, <laughs> this is too much. 37 minutes in the show. Love that. Love that. I, I am, uh, I, I got too many issues with my brother priest already. So, um,. <clears throat> The goal is, priest, y'all need to learn how to just be good fathers. So, um, uh, But, yeah, let's just pray right now for our priest. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. God, help us, help me, and help all my brother priests to fall in love with Jesus and to be so conformed to Jesus that we are always available to the bride, that we abide in you and imitate Jesus in the way that we administer the gifts that you have shared with us not only for our sanctification but for the transformation of your bride the church and our communal walk toward eternity and most importantly father so that we can always glorify you and our thoughts words and actions we ask this prayer father through our lord jesus christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit one god forever and ever Amen. amen all right chica Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome.
1: All right, y'all. I will see you next week.